When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and, of course, on the ESPN app. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedle filling in for the guys today. You can tweet to us at Nick Friedle, that's him, at Amber W Sports, that's me. You can also give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. So we have a lot to get to on today's show, Nick, but we have to start with breaking news uh, out of the world of women's college basketball. And when I say the world, I mean the world because we're talking about an international event now with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, the basketball superstar, Olympic gold medalist. She learned her fate in a Russian court on uh, today, earlier today, uh, since she pled guilty to charges, drug charges that were brought against her in Russia. And a Russian judge convicted her of drug possession and drug smuggling and sen- sentenced her to nine years in prison. She was also fined the equivalent of what amounts to just over $16,000 in U.S. dollars, Nick. So obviously nine-year sentence. She's been wrongfully detained in Russia for the last six months. Now we know that it's a nine-year sentence. It could have been up to a 10-year sentence. Prosecutors were asking for a nine-and-a-half-year sentence. They settled on a nine-year sentence for Brittany Griner. What is your reaction to the news? I'm just sad for Amber. Uh, I'm sad. I, it has got to feel so isolating being by yourself in a foreign country, knowing that now your fate in in the short term and the long term, is in the hands of the government. And maybe this is a step that had to be taken anyway to go through the legal motions in Russia. But to get to the point where Griner is at and to feel so unsure about when you'll be able to see your family and your friends and to know how much the the league, the, the WNBA, is supporting her and have all this uncertainty. I just cannot imagine being all the way over in Russia and, and locked up and having nowhere to turn. So uh, it's a big political mess at this point, and I just hope that the U.S. can can find a way to bring her back. This is just a formality, as far as I see it, frankly. We knew that the Russian justice system, I mean, it's nothing like ours. And we know that the reason that she pled guilty is because it was a recognition of the fact that it isn't like ours, right? She wasn't going to get a fair defense uh, over there. If you're charged with a crime, you're going to be guilty of the crime. It certainly works uh, in a very different way than than ours is supposed to work. And so she had pled guilty to this thing, frankly, I think, to expedite this process. And apparently in terms of the way that Russian courts do operate, they also have been working swiftly. Sometimes it takes many more years than it has for Brittany Griner to get to trial and get to this point where she is convicted 
and she does have her sentence. So now we know the sentence under Russia law is nine years. But the good news, if there's any good news, Nick, which it's weird to say, but as I understand it, the good news for Brittany Griner is that we are to that point now. Now she is convicted and she has the sentence. And that was the point that Russia kept saying, hey, we can't negotiate with you until we get through this court process. Mm -hmm. They take their process seriously, even though we don't on the outside looking in, uh, because again, a very different process than we have going on in America, very different level of power over there. And so they get through their process. And although the result of it is horrific, the good news is that the process is completed. And so now the U.S. can go back to trying to negotiate with Russia. So it allows the prisoner swap conversation to come into effect again. We know that the U.S., in a way, Nick, that frankly, I mean, it's historical the way that we got the news of what they were offering, frankly, in order Mm -hmm. to get Brittany Griner and another wrongfully detained American back in exchange for a Russian prisoner over here. And we got that report. We don't normally find out that information. And and we know that Russia wasn't willing to move in part because they hadn't yet gone through this court process. So now they've gone through the court process. It starts those discussions up again. We know Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained it's what our government has said. It has it is how our government has categorized it so that they can work with her as an international hostage. And so hopefully in a weird way, even though she just got convicted in nine years was her sentence, hopefully in a weird way, this will actually speed up the process in getting Brittany Griner home. That is the huge hope. Amber, obviously you, you are not in this case day to day. But you do have a a background as a lawyer, and you are familiar with uh, how the process works on a on a basic level, especially over in Russia. My question, as I've watched this unfold, is at the very beginning when we heard that Griner was detained and arrested, then just kind of waiting out what was going to happen. We didn't hear much of anything publicly. Mm-hmm. At some point, that turned. Do you think it would be beneficial? in getting Griner back safely to the U.S. to turn down the volume from what we've seen not only in the media but uh, from athletes all across the country in the free BG movement. I am not an expert in these international affairs. And we're, of course, talking about a wrongfully detained American being held during also a time of war over in the country that she's being held in. So, frankly, I don't know the best policy. But I do think, Nick, the fact that in the beginning it was so quiet, that was on purpose. I think Mm -hmm. there was reasons for that. And now in the end, it being so loud and even the report out there of the potential offering for a prisoner swap, that information being out there, I think it's all calculated and I think it's all for a reason and I think it's all to put pressure on Russia and to make sure that none of us forget that Brittany Griner is being wrongfully held over there. Russian officials, again, they made it very clear that they weren't going to move forward with any sort of prisoner swap until a conviction and a sentence was handed down. So that day came today. So I would imagine now they're going to go back to the negotiation table and and again, hopefully it means at some point here, I mean, Brittany Griner, six months. It's unbelievable how long she's already been wrongfully detained over there. TJ Quinn, ESPN's investigative reporter, was on Barton Hahn earlier today. He explained what Griner's sentencing means. 
it's hardly great news for Brittany Griner. It was, from all accounts, she's absolutely devastated. But what it does is it lets the case move from the legal world to the diplomatic world. Russia has said all along, uh, don't talk to us about it while a trial is going on, even though it is clearly an illegitimate process. They treat it like it's real, and they want the U.S. to treat it like it's real. Now, Brittany Griner, she did that in her defense. She, she took it seriously, begged for the court's mercy. It didn't work. Um, but for all purposes, whether the sentence was a year or 10 years, the length of her detention is going to be determined by however long it takes to cut a deal between those two countries. Now, there's reports coming out of Russia that uh, it had been speculative that Russia wants this particular Russian arms dealer who is serving a 25-year sentence here in the U.S., that that's who they're looking for in exchange. The report was out there that the Biden administration had made a proposal weeks ago uh, that maybe they would, in fact, swap him for Brittany Griner and and another wrongfully held American over in Russia. And so now we're at a point where I would imagine, I don't know if we're going to get word of those leaked reports because that was pretty remarkable that we heard the details of of that one. We don't normally hear about potential prisoner swaps, Nick, until frankly they happen. Uh, and, And maybe we're going back to the drawing board and maybe we'll hear more on that or maybe it'll be quiet for a period of time. But either way, at least now we're at a point where it appears that those negotiations will start up again, and hopefully this gets Brittany Griner closer to getting home. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel. We are filling in for the guys today, and there's still fallout coming, Nick, from Deshaun Watson. Now, we know that Deshaun Watson, of course, was suspended for six games by Sue L. Robinson, we got the word yesterday that the NFL has appealed Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. There's been a lot made on this topic now over the last 24 hours, but we found out some new news today as it regards this appeal, Nick, and mm-hmm. that news was that the NFL, it looks like, according to some reports that are starting to float out, may punt in terms of the appeals process. And if that's true, if the NFL does decide to designate a, a, a de- designee to hear the appeal, I think that that is a very helpful strategy for the NFL, both in terms of it takes, frankly, a flamethrower to Deshaun Watson and the NFL's PA's ability to challenge this in federal court, if that's where this is headed down the road, Also in the court of public opinion, I would imagine that that's the route that makes the NFL look best. I think the court of public opinion has led the NFL to where they're at right now, Amber, because for so long they continue to to screw up, frankly, how they've doled out punishments. And now they're trying to write a much larger issue that they've been dealing with for years. All along, once we saw all this stuff pop out, The public perception, as I followed it and watched not only the news, but reaction on on social media and what we would hear from people day-to-day within the league was, wow, this is is very serious. This needs to uh, be handled uh, in a a very severe manner by the league. And I think there was a general almost shock from a lot of people that – 
six games, really. So that's the public perception part of this is crucial because I think that that is what has forced the NFL into the position they're in now. And now they're, they've got to be hopeful that they can try to tack on not only a few more games as they wanted all along uh, in an indefinite suspension, a suspension. But, Amber, the other part, as we've been talking about throughout the week, you go from uh, a a suspension that you think will cause – uh, some sort of monetary uh, infraction on Watson, and there was nothing. So there are a lot of different layers here uh, to parse through, but I think finally for the NFL in this case, public perception is actually on their side. I think public perception matters a whole lot to the NFL, even though the NFL product, frankly, appears to be pretty Teflon. People Mm -hmm. still tune in. The NFL makes billions upon billions upon billions of dollars each and every year. But they do care about public perception. I think they also care about power, Nick. And this is, of course, a power play as well, where, yes, we had this independent decision maker. She essentially ruled in favor of Watson and the NFLPA in terms of what they wanted versus what the NFL wanted because this sentence ends up being so much lighter than what the NFL was seeking. And so because of that, the NFL, if it wants to retain its power and sort of flex its muscles, then it's going to utilize its ability to appeal the suspension, to try to get a heftier suspension, to try to get this closer to near where they wanted to originally be. Now, if Goodell brings in an independent arbitrator again to handle this appeal, then it's not going to ultimately be up to the NFL. And we could see the independent arbitrator go a completely different direction. But at least the NFL gets to say, hey, we're trying again, right? Like the NFL at every turn now gets to be, hey, we're trying, guys. We're trying to take this seriously. We care about women and we care about these accusations and we care about the multitude of ac- accusations and and we are trying to bring the hammer down on this guy. It's just it's not up to us. And so we're doing what we can. Dan Graziano, ESPN's NFL insider, was on Spain and Fitz last night. He explained why the NFL was seeking an indefinite suspension. That's at the heart of why the league wants the indefinite suspension. They want to guard against that possibility. More information coming out, and now whatever suspension they impose looks um, looks paltry. And as long as these cases are still pending, as long as one case is still pending, there's the possibility for that to happen. So I think that's why they, they don't know the answer to your question, uh, but I think they want to leave open the possibility of penalizing him further or keeping him out longer if more information comes to light that makes uh, the behavior of which he's alleged or uh, I guess by the NFL's uh, arbitration uh, discipline officer that has been already sort of found guilty, um, they would like to keep it open, the possibility of being able to keep him out longer. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Nick Friedle filling in for the guys. So that is why what Graz was saying there, Nick, that's why the NFL was saying that it was seeking an indefinite suspension, Mm -hmm. uh, at least a year, if not indefinite. And it wanted the indefinite portion of things because it was concerned about the possibility of more information coming out, maybe more accusers down the road. We do know the Texans settled with 30 women, right? Even though only 25 at any point had actually filed civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. So clearly there were some more women out there who hadn't actually filed actions against Deshaun Watson that maybe would have had claims or at least had accusations against Deshaun Watson, so much so that at least the Texans felt comfortable settling with those women. And so maybe that's what the NFL was worried about. 
from my legal perspective as a lawyer, I, I think it would be hugely problematic for the NFL if an indefinite suspension is levied in terms of what would happen in federal court. That seems to me the one way that Deshaun Watson and the NFLPA would have an argument in federal court where they go to federal court and they argue my due process rights were violated here, uh, that fundamental fairness was violated here. And typically they wouldn't have much of a leg to stand on, particularly now that Goodell, it appears, may be naming an independent designee to hear this appeal. And of course, there's a collectively bargained agreement that allows the NFL this power in order to appeal this thing. So it's very hard for them to argue that in federal court, but for maybe an indefinite suspension. That would be the one thing that I could see that would be challengeable. So I'll be surprised if it results in indefinite suspension, but that's just my opinion. Tony Busby, the attorney who represents the accusers against Deshaun Watson, he held a press conference today and he questioned the way that the NFL has handled things thus far. We don't know what was actually presented. We don't know how the presentation was made. All we know is that none of the people that our firm represents were involved in that process in any way. I have no explanation why the NFL only spoke to 10 of my clients and only presented four of those 10. It really makes you want to scratch your head and wonder what the devil is going on. Now, Tony Busby's clients, the overwhelming majority of them have settled, of course, their cases against Deshaun Watson. Some of the accusers were at this press conference today, Nick. There's only so much they would be able to say, because presumably as part of those settlements uh, was probably also an agreement where we're not, these, this is going to be uh, private and we're not oh, going to yeah. divulge anything as it relates to this, which might be why the subject of this press conference appeared to be against the NFL and not against Deshaun Watson. Here was Tony Busby on why he even held this press conference today. We are here today with a message to the NFL. That message is simple and hopefully clear. Every victim of sexual assault is watching Robert Goodell and the NFL right now. And this idea that Mr. Goodell is going to hand it off to someone else independent, we don't buy it. Mr. Goodell, what will you do? It's never too late to do the right thing. And that's what these women and those watching are expecting. It's never too late to do the right thing. Uh, what, I mean, what is your reaction to the sound that you're hearing from Tony Busby's press conference today. Amber, as, as I listen to Busby and I see the way in which the NFL has handled things the last couple of days, and then we get the news uh, yesterday that it's not going to be D- Goodell. He's going to designate somebody else to hear the appeal. If I'm the NFL, I keep Roger Goodell as far away from this as I possibly can. Because Roger Goodell is the one who has the perception problem. Uh, I feel like through uh, a lot of the the general public, and that stems from the decisions that he made leading up to now. So if you're the NFL, and that was part of the reason why Sue L. Robinson even came into the picture, try as best you can from a PR standpoint to keep Goodell out of it. Because the general population, the fans of the game – They don't trust Roger Goodell's judgment, and it seems very clear to me in the steps that have been taken that the NFL has understood that, and they've tried to to keep Goodell much more out of the spotlight than we're used to seeing. What's strange to me about what Tony Busby just said, and he's saying the right things. Obviously, we all want the right things done in this instance, 
But Tony Busby is an attorney. He knows darn well that if Roger Goodell himself is the one who does handle this appeal and just levies whatever punishment he wants, he knows darn well that's opening this up to far more of a challenge in federal court than otherwise. And so it seems like that's what he's advocating for. You always have to remember that with lawyers, when they hold press conferences, and I'm saying this as a lawyer, we are always we have an agenda because that's our jobs. And so, yes, Tony Busby can be absolutely doing the right thing and wanting the right thing on behalf of his clients. He is, of course, always advocating, though. That is what he is doing in front of these microphones out here every time he speaks. And it seems like he's advocating against the way that the NFL has handled things thus far. We'll see what happens here moving forward if, in fact, we're going to get an independent arbitrator that ends up handling this appeal. Coming up next, there is football on the field to get to. There's football tonight, people. Get excited. Finally. I am excited that there is actual football for the love of goodness let's talk about some football <laughs> on the field it is the hall of fame game we'll get to that after a word from FanDuel. start the second half of the baseball season the right way turn strikes into cash big hits into big wins with FanDuel sports book right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars just sign up using promo code play Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to 1000 bucks back in match bets if you don't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code PLAY to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342-1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-877-70-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Nick Friedel filling in for the guys. That music should get you in the mood for the Las Vegas Raiders. Because, Nick, we've got football tonight. Like, actual football. Thank God. On, on the field, in a game. I mean, it doesn't matter or count for anything, but it's a game. It's two opposing teams. This isn't training camp. Uh, amazing stuff. The Hall of Fame game tonight kicks off the NFL season officially, of course, None of the starters are probably going to play. Uh, it doesn't matter, though, guys. It's true football, Hall of Fame right? Game. It's a true <laughs> Hall of Fame game. We're not going to see Trevor Lawrence. We're not going to see <laughs> Travis Etienne. We don't know yet if we're going to see Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. It doesn't matter. There will be football players on the field tonight at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. And that is what matters to us. So we want to get you fired up for some NFL football tonight. And to do that, we bring in our friend Jason Fitz co-host of Spain and Fitz right here on ESPN Radio. Also, not just co-host of Spain and Fitz, but Nick, he's going to be your co-host tomorrow right here on Canty and Carlin. Are you fired up about that? Oh, let's go. Uh, okay, I'm going to chime <laughs> right in here because let me be very honest. I listened to the opening segment, and, and Fredell, you know I love you. You made Amber do all the work. I, it's not going to oh, work Amber's this way tomorrow. Amber's carrying me like, the whole week I mean, like, here. My back cannot handle this. I Come will on, not be carrying. You are going to have to bring your A game tomorrow because right now you're just bringing your couch game. She's doing all the work. <laughs> I mean, in fairness She's way to smarter Nick, than I am. You know that. No, I mean, fairness that's- to Nick, I, do t- I tend to be a Mike hog when it comes to the legal stuff, right? Uh, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> this is your wheelhouse, though, Jason Fitz, when we're talking about the Las Vegas Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders. So as a Raiders fan, what should we be excited about seeing tonight? Football. I I mean, like, number one, you're right. We're probably not going to see any starters from the Raiders side. Uh, But just the fact that we start to see football reminds us all that we're going to get close to this season. And and look, preseason games don't give you a lot of takeaways. We all know that. But there are some things I think every team can look for. We know that one of the Raiders' weaknesses last year, for example, was their offensive line. Well, some of those offensive linemen are going to be out here. Alex Leatherwood, somebody had a lot of issues with penalties last year, had a lot of issues with holding, which you could say was maybe more of a technique issue than a a mental lapse issue. So looking for guys to see growth, I I think there are are opportunities to see, even from fringe guys, backup guys, guys fighting to move up the roster, the opportunity to see guys go out and compete after being in camp and hitting each other for a couple of weeks. There will be a pop to this game and I think a lot of expectation. Mr. Fitz, I have lived alongside with you the highs and lows of being a Raiders fan through the years. My God. What are your expectations for this team this season, given all the hype 
they seem to generate in the offseason. I, I, now, look, y'all, I'll be honest. I, I've always been fairly level-headed as much as we joke about it. And every time, every year I've been asked to make predictions, I've been within a game across the way. Like when, when this is a, a mediocre team, I'm usually pretty honest about it. This is not a mediocre team this year. I think there's a ton of expectations on this team to go out and win double-digit games, even though the AFC West is stacked with talent. Uh, the, there are expectations to have a top five offense in the NFL. I think that's reasonable. You got to see some development on the defensive side, but I, this is a playoff team that should be in consideration and contention once they get to the playoffs for the Super Bowl. I, I, I think the Chargers are the best team in the division, but the Raiders are not far behind them and should absolutely be in that ten eleven win uh, segment. That's I think that's a fair expectation this year. It's such a brutal division. I mean, they could end up last in the division. They could end up first in the division, right? It feels like it's anybody's guess. Is that how you feel about this season? Yeah, I think so. I think every single team has a real shot at the playoffs. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see not only a division champion here, but three wild cards could come out of the division. That wouldn't stun me. I think the Broncos are a little bit farther behind everybody else than some people think. Uh, but I do believe if Brandon Staley doesn't get out of the way, uh, doesn't get in the way, I should say, for the Chargers, they're a division champion. The Raiders are a double-digit win team, and the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. So I, uh, everybody in this playoff, in this division, has a shot at being first or worst. Fitz, tell me why the Josh McDaniels experience is going to be better in Vegas with the Raiders than it was in Denver with the Broncos. Humility. Um, I've talked to a lot of guys in the building that have had the opportunity to be around coach so far. And the first thing he did was came out and said, Hey, I didn't handle people the right way in Denver. I, I thought everything was about football and not about human relationships. And every single person I've talked to uh, will tell you that Ziegler and McDaniels, the new GM and the new coach have both come in with a people first attitude that's really been important because this locker room came together last year through a lot of controversy and through a lot of difficulty. So you've got to come in and sort of win the human beings over. That's been important from everybody I've talked to, to McDaniels. And I think that that will actually play through. Like we all knew he could handle football. He admitted he didn't handle people well. I think he's learned from that. And if he can handle that portion of it, has a real chance to do something special with this much talent. Jason Fitz, co-host of Spain and Fitz right here on ESPN Radio. Also, you can hear him hosting this show tomorrow alongside Nick Friedel. All right, Derek Carr. He's got Devontae Adams now. He's throwing the football, too. Is it going to look the same it did when Aaron Rodgers was throwing the football to Devontae Adams? I don't know if it'll look the same, but I will say this. I think the Raiders, last year, if you look at the numbers, they had a top offense in production in every category except for points scored. Their red zone offense last year was particularly putrid. And then you you look at what you have now. You have Josh McDaniels, a head coach that is really creative in the way he play calls. You have arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. You have one of the best slot receivers in the NFL and one of the best tight ends in the NFL. I think where we're really going to see a marked improvement this year is the Raiders in the red zone and what that means for touchdowns. And that's largely because of Devontae. So, yeah, I, I, what I expect from Carr are numbers that are in the MVP conversation because, frankly, the way this team is going to win is by having a great offense, and he's shown when he's had great receivers that he can put up spectacular numbers. So I think Derek Carr is never going to look like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. I think that's an unfair comparison. But does he have a chance by the end of this year to be a top-10 quarterback in the NFL putting up MVP-like numbers on a double-digit win team? Yeah, 100%, and that's largely because of Devontae and Josh McDaniels. I'll be surprised if we see the Car adams connection tonight, but we will see football, and that's what matters most. The Hall of Fame game starts at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Jason Fitz, 
Thanks for taking extra time. I know you were on Barton Hahn today. I appreciate you hanging around Bristol so that you could talk to us. Thanks for stopping by. Get ready for tomorrow. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start drinking now, so I'm ready for the game tonight. Nick, you're gonna have to Let's carry go. everything. I mean, it's we got football. I'm getting drunk. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Nobody will blame you for that. Uh, coming up, we're not gonna see Trevor Lawrence tonight. I mentioned that, but what we will we see from him this season? And a bold prediction from one Hall of Fame inductee. That's next. This is Canteen Carlin on. ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Aaron Rodgers. He has an explanation for winning back-to-back MVPs, Nick, and maybe not the explanation that one would expect. He says it was all thanks to a psychedelic concoction that he took. That's the way to uh, describe it, right? Ayahuasca? I can never say this word. The thing that people take and it makes you vomit. It sounds like hell, and I don't know why anybody's interested in doing this thing. But Aaron Rodgers did it. And he also said that he decided to do it after the best day of his life, which apparently involved before that drinking mushroom tea. So he's on ayahuasca, he's on shrooms, and now he goes and wins back-to-back MVPs. Are you surprised to hear this revelation from Aaron Rodgers? I'm not surprised by anything we hear from Aaron Rodgers anymore. (laughs) For better or worse, the guy does his own thing. And what I keep coming back to, as much as I may disagree with, with with some of the directions that he's gone and what he's said publicly in the last few years, he is so unbelievably good at what he does that if he wants to drink this tea or if he wants to go on some weird exploration about whatever else he's got going on in life, okay, cool. He shows up every time and he dominates on the football field in some of the stuff that he said, I think, makes people forget just how good he is when the lights are the brightest. 
I'm all for people who find ways to improve their mental health, right? And I know that some people will say that this is that experience for them. And Aaron Rodgers says that too, that it's given him unconditional self-love and that it's really helped him in that department. Fine. I'm just so not the person who can relate to this. Like I, it, who it's is just that not person? in me. Like, well, I don't know. There are legitimately those people. I, I just... I have no desire to go to South America in the woods and have somebody like lead me through some weird experience where I'm exploring myself and I'm vomiting on some psychedelic concoction as I'm doing it. I'm good. Like, I'm cool. I don't need to have that level of depth in my life, but Aaron Rodgers does. And the result of it is kind of undeniable, I guess, right? A 70% completion of his passes, almost 4,300 yards, 48 touchdowns, just five interceptions in 2020, followed by another season of well over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns, just four interceptions last season. And that all at 38 years old, I guess I can't deny the success. Uh, anyway, he got there, if it was within the laws of the country that he was in, <laughs> fine. I guess I can't knock it. I'm not going to try it. They say, don't knock it until you try it. I can assure you, I ain't trying it. I don't care how many footballs it allows me to throw at 38 years old. So the Hall of Fame game is tonight. Kickoff is at 8 p.m. Eastern from Canton, Ohio. And we're probably not going to see many starters play in this thing, but we're going to see NFL football. And that's really what matters. We are going to see NFL football coming from probably the backups of both the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's funny because the, Direction of these two teams, when you look at these divisions, Nick, I mean, our producer Evan Wilner had actually said in our pre-show meeting, is it possible that the Raiders end up the worst team in their division and that the Jags maybe even could compete for the best team in their division? I'm not going to put the Jags in that camp over the Titans and the Colts right now, but I, I do think that there is something to be said about the Jags. If they are markedly improved, and certainly they tried to make the offseason moves, they spent the money, they tried to bring in the right coach, I mean, they are in a much easier division than the Raiders find themselves in. Amber, the key to me about the Jags is it feels like that Urban Meyer cloud has been lifted, and that in and of itself from a culture standpoint, is going to make everybody much freer and easier to play the right way. Now, how much does that translate on the field? We're going to see. But Trevor Lawrence has not been close to the Trevor Lawrence we saw at Clemson that made him the top pick, that made him the guy that everyone thought could turn that organization back around. And to get Doug Peterson in there, who has one, who seems much more laid back than his predecessor – that is what I'm looking forward to as I watch a team that was on the doorstep of the Super Bowl a few years ago makes this big change, and it imploded in their face. Tony Baselli is going into the Hall. He is a Hall of Famer now. He's going in as a Jacksonville Jaguar. He was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max earlier. He gave us his expectations for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags this season. You know, I don't think this is a team that's going to do what the Bengals did, go from last to the Super Bowl. But I do think they will be playing meaningful football in December and probably get close to that 500 or just over 500 mark and set the stage for a team that has good talent, a really good coach, and, a, and I think a generational quarterback. 
We're talking about a team that only had three wins last season, but you mentioned it. Last season was a disaster of a season on every front. And even if it hadn't been in terms of the coaching disaster that was Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence didn't have the weapons around him or the protection for success in his rookie season anyways. Now things get real, though, for Lawrence. Because, frankly, I think Lawrence got a pass. I mean, he did benefit, so to speak, from that Urban Meyer fallout where none of the heat was on evaluating Trevor Lawrence. We all just kind of assumed, well, of course, Lawrence had a terrible rookie season. What else could you expect him to have? But now Peterson's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. He's got the right coach. They they did spend the money. They have tried to give him some upgraded weapons on that team. And I feel like that Trevor Lawrence does need to show us something this season. He doesn't need to win a Super Bowl, but he needs to show us something. Now's the time to take the step, Amber. And when you have that type of talent, and universally, I cannot remember a prospect coming out who had that much praise aside from Andrew Luck. I mean, Luck was the last guy that everybody looked at and went, this is a no-brainer, this is a guarantee, he will take this team to a Super Bowl. We saw what happened with Andrew Luck when you don't protect him. You suddenly lose the love of the game pretty quickly, and your body starts to break down. That is absolutely not what the Jags want, and that's why they made the moves that they did in the offseason. So the hype is there. Is it going to match the product that we see on the field? That's the issue that that all pro sports teams face, especially in a business as cutthroat as the NFL is. But, Amber, what, what I'm interested in tonight is the Jags are the least talked about team nationally in that league that mm-hmm. dominates the conversation for sports fans all over the country. Now they're in prime time. They're going to be talked about a lot. This is their time to show at least the first step into what Jags fans are hoping is a serious transformation this season. It's interesting that they are the least talked about team because of the presence of Trevor Lawrence. And certainly his campaign doesn't help that, right? Where, like you said, he was the brightest star I remember in any sort of recent era coming out of college. I mean, he was supposed to be a can't miss. And then his rookie season was kind of a miss. So we'll see what happens here in his sophomore season. Certainly set up for better success. And maybe, I mean, listen, if they go from three wins to seven wins, that's a heck of a jump, right? I mean, he doesn't have to go on to 10 wins, double-digit wins, whatever. He just needs to make a step forward and show us that, hey, he wasn't a total miss, that this was right, that that talent was legit coming out of college. So we will not get to see Trevor Lawrence tonight, but we will get to see some of his teammates tonight in the Hall of Fame game when the Raiders take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coming up next, we go back to Brittany Griner. This is Canty and Carlin. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin are Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.